Ever since happiness heard your name, it has been running through the streets trying to find you. That is a beautiful poem by the Persian poet Hafez. Are you a prisoner of your own life, feeling confined, locked in a golden cage? You know you have everything, but yet you feel trapped. So what is holding you back? Finding your voice can help you begin to create your foundation of preparedness to be ready to go into the world. Stand by for a blueprint of your great escape. Welcome to Recipe for Growth. I'm Lauren Leibowitz. The specialty of the house today is the golden cage. Our RFG newsletter, Ingredients for Living, is now available. Become a Recipe for Growth Insider and receive my favorite tasty recipes, RFG updates, new product promotions, and the ingredients for living your best life delivered right to your inbox. You'll find the link right in the show description. See you there. The dictionary defines a golden cage as a fenced area that restricts physical access where someone appears to live in luxury, but where he or she has very little freedom. You enter a golden cage unknowingly when you become complacent. So do not become a prisoner of your own making. One of the ways to avoid being stuck in a golden cage is to become self-aware and not be complacent. In a moment, we're going to talk about crafting your own blueprint to live in a cage-free life. However, let's take our crafting skills to the kitchen and prepare Almond Joy Energy Bites. You heard it, the perfect fuel for any great escape. Okay, you can see I've prepared a pan. I'm gonna roll these little energy bite balls and we've had added the vanilla, some almond butter, sea salt, unsweetened coconut, and I'm gonna roll that into 12 little balls. Voila, there are the naked Almond Joy energy balls. I'm gonna pop those in the freezer for about 20 minutes while I prepare a little jacket for them to wear, a little coating. The Almond Joy balls just came out of the freezer for 20 minutes, and now I'm gonna do a little dipping, a little rolling, so we have some shredded coconut and some coconut butter glaze, and then I took it upon myself to roast some slivered almonds. Look at how beautifully golden brown those are. So why don't we do one together? So I'm gonna take one and then just kind of roll it here in the coconut. That looks good, let's do that for a little bit that back on the tray and it's gonna go back in the freezer and let's do a little glaze. See how that goes. Oh, that's hot. Woo, girl! Ooh, all right, I need both hands. So we'll see you back when they're all done. The metaphoric expression, golden or gilded, probably coined in a song entitled A Bird in a Gilded Cage with lyrics by Arthur J. Lamb, which is about a young girl marrying for wealth instead of love and paying for luxury with a life of regret without true freedom, happiness, or contentment. It doesn't sound very enticing, does it? In other words, the golden cage is a phenomenon that affects many people in their personal life or their career and simply means you've just stopped growing. 
Angelou also speaks on this topic in her poem, Caged Bird. She writes, The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown, but longed for still. And his tune, heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of freedom. Angelou creates a juxtaposition between the idyllic existence of the free bird and the misery of the cage bird. The free bird is able to choose where he goes and when, and his life is depicted as joyous, carefree, and full of possibilities. Whereas the cage bird stalks his narrow prison, unable to overcome his abject anger at being contained. Which bird are you? Or is it possible you can be both simultaneously? This is a very difficult topic for me to share with you today as I'm struggling with my own feelings of being a caged bird in a golden cage. I am a work in progress, a recipe for growth in crafting my blueprint for my own escape to be free and to live my truth. You will be with me on my journey as I am here to support and guide you on yours. This year is a very special year for me, as uh, it is the year that I finally decided I could no longer reject and deny who I am. Do you know who you are? I don't know if we ever really know who we are. Such a question seems to be battered around a lot, and I've just been trying to understand its meaning over the course of this year. Maybe you're having a difficult time as well. As I look back, though, and reflect on the many things that have changed within me this year, one thing that really stands out to me is a full awareness of the power of choice. You continue to live this imprisoned life, but the negative effect it has on your health and attitude cannot be denied. I think that's part of what really made me decide to change. I've always kind of felt that I was someone in a golden cage and maybe had golden handcuffs on. There was a lot of room to roam around in the golden cage. There were restrictions, lots of rules. I don't like rules when it comes to shutting down who I am, turning down my light, the brightness, my personality. I think what really pushed me to make this monumental shift in my life was something that happened a couple years ago when my father died. I literally felt this tectonic shift inside And those of you who happen to live on the West Coast, in California in particular, and who have experienced earthquakes, if you can remember what that shift feels like when the earth shifts, when the fault line shifts, that's what I felt inside. And I heard a voice say, you don't have to do this anymore. And that was it. I didn't know what that meant. First of all, I thought it meant that I no longer had to care for my father. He had just passed away. So I thought, well, that's easy. He he passed away. So of course, I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to care for him anymore. But what I also discovered is that the parental paradigm no longer existed, that my father ended the reign of having both parents living and living under their guidance or their rules. And so with both of them gone, I didn't have to do that anymore. And then you say, yay for you, Lauren. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, that's great. But the work was only beginning. I didn't know what that meant, what I needed to do. I knew that change was inevitable because there was this pulling inside of me as if my soul was talking to me. 
that it couldn't do what it was programmed to do for 40 plus years anymore, that it was time to make a change. And probably also what was a key ingredient was turning 60. I'm always someone who feels age is just a number. 60, it doesn't mean anything. It's a marker of time. And I'm a pretty youthful thinking, youthful doing type of person. So I'm not defined by that decade. However, it made me realize that I've reached the final lap, so to speak, in my life, the final third of my life. I hope I'm going to be living to a ripe old age. I decided that if I have the final fourth of my life yet to live, then I needed to live it my way. So that meant unlocking the chains that keep me where I am. Now I don't have anybody else to blame but myself. Many of you may feel what I felt, that you're here for a reason. Look, we're all here to be of service in our own way, but that there's more to life than what we really see. In wanting to change my life and unlock the key or unlock the chains that bind me, what steps can I take to help myself? One step is to identify what's not working for you. Well, for me, it was probably just being in that cage or living by other people's beliefs. I think a step like that, just pick one, make it simple for yourself, would be a great place to start. I don't know what the great escape will look like for me, for you. So obviously there may be a little need for some extra money. So put some savings aside for that great escape. And just like the first step, just decide on the next best step. It doesn't have to be a major step. It could just be an awareness of something. That's a step. Because when you're aware of something, that's really a major key into affecting change for yourself because you're aware of something that's not working and you want to hopefully shift or change it. The next step might be a different job or making changes in the current job. It could possibly be your marriage or your relationship with your boyfriend, girlfriend. And if that's the case, then perhaps seeking marital therapy if your relationship needs attention would be a helpful place to start. Be courageous. Life is about taking risks. And it's not really a risk if you're involved in the sense that you got to matter to yourself. I was talking about this in an episode we did on Permission Slip about loving yourself so much that you matter to you and that we sometimes say we're unhappy where we are in our lives. But to change that means we have to take a risk, take a step into the unknown. But like many of us, the change itself is hard. So we continue to live on the other side of that wall where we're miserable and unhappy, but we know what to expect. Because the fear of the unknown, if we were to cross the wall, is too devastating to even imagine. But think about this. What if, what if you decided to take that risk and leap off that wall to the other side? Wouldn't it be wonderful to know that on the other side of that wall is everything imaginable that you've ever dreamed of that you could want? And the thing that you've been fearful of the most doesn't even exist. How about that? So being brave and courageous and taking a leap, that's vital. And remember, you already have the permission slip because you carry that in your pocket daily. So it's with you all the time. So actually this step is easy and breezy and it's a no-brainer. So that's very easy. And then ask your friends, family, or talk to a professional, people that really care about you. 
and share your story with them. Another good step to take would be to set short-term goals, especially ones that are more achievable. The small ones are always more achievable. And so we want many successes, as many little mini successes as we can have. So that keeps us moving in a forward direction. I would think the next step is probably the most important step. Set some quiet alone time for yourself. Meditate or begin any other practice which allows you to spend a few moments crawling inside yourself and hearing your still small voice, your intuition. So just be still and ask for clarity to your uncertainties. And don't be impatient. It takes a while. They call meditation a practice for a reason because it takes practice. And think about it like this. If you want something in your life, you have to ask for it. You have to place your order. It's like going into a restaurant. Kind of imagine your quest to be by yourself, with yourself, as that time to place an order with your higher self, with your intuition, and just wait for the answers. Because all the answers you need rest in that golden treasure chest inside you. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. And know you'll be able to find the right path to take one little step at a time. As for me, my blueprint is about finding my voice. I never realized that I had needs. I know it sounds funny to say, and it does when I hear myself say that, because I always was taking care of other people's needs. So no one ever asked me what I wanted or needed. And that alone is very empowering, just knowing that. But I've begun to practice expressing what my needs are upfront. As an example, I recently was hiring a graphic designer and you know the best way to discover or to vet people, perhaps a vetting process would be a little bit better, is to really state what you need with people and just say, this is what I need and can you do that? And if they can, that's great. And if they can't, that's fine too. Then you know that that person isn't probably uh, the one that will work well on your team. And it's not personal, it's just what it is. That's why being still and quiet is so wonderful because you can tap into what your needs are. And I can honestly say that in starting to have my voice, it has grown and expanded. And having my voice doesn't necessarily mean it's a loud voice. It's not about yelling and shouting over people. It's about that kind of quiet inner power, inner strength that comes from standing up for yourself, believing in yourself, and not taking any crap from anybody. Sometimes you do have to shout. Sometimes your voice will go up an octave. And sometimes you'll scream and have a shouting match. But that's okay. It's all okay. In order to get out all the detritus, the garbage, to really get to the heart of the matter. When you are kind of this quiet in having a conversation with someone, you will be heard. And that's really the key to having your voice is having your message heard. But you have to fight for it. And that's kind of what the screaming and the shouting and the wild behavior can be is when you get frustrated. And I got frustrated that I wasn't heard. And so I did all that shouting, crying, even running out of the room. And oddly enough, it gets somebody's attention. And then they could listen to what you have to say. I know you may be saying, Lauren, what are you talking about? This is not for the faint of heart. You don't know what it's like. I've tried this. Nobody hears me. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm not giving up. I don't have a lot of time. Time is precious. 
And I want to live the rest of my life the best way I can in my truth. And in my truth is discovering who I am, removing the golden handcuffs and getting out of the cage and living a freer, more independent life. So don't give up on yourself. This is another hand-holding episode where I need support just as much as I offer my support to you. Doing this together is very comforting. It's very empowering. And I want you to know that you're not alone. I want to leave you with a taste of Maria Sabina's poem, Cure Yourself. I hope this will help get your freedom started. Get smarter every day by listening to your intuition. Looking at the world with the eye of your forehead. Jump. Dance. Sing. So that you live happier. Heal yourself with beautiful love. And always remember, you are the medicine. Let's head back to the kitchen and take a look at the Almond Joy Energy Bites. Oh my God, look at these delicious energy bites. They are just out of the freezer and they are infused with the flavors of Almond Joy chocolate, coconut, and almonds. Yum! Freedom never tasted so sweet. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to Recipe for Growth. As a reminder, today's recipe is going to be in the show notes, as well as all the other recipes from the previous episodes of Recipe for Growth. So please check out the website at recipeforgrowthshow.com. And please, I would love to hear from you. Email is the new snail mail, and I'd love to get something in the mail. So say hello, and you can do that at hello at recipeforgrowthshow.com. Just know you always have a place at our table. So keep an open mind and an open heart. And join me next time for more friendship, connection, and being united. See you next time.